Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. Welcome back, everyone. This is Maximum Health Radio, quality living with yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. Thank you for joining us every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard at 88.9 FM WQCS. That is NPR of the Treasure Coast. And uh, we are available via podcast, um, PRX Exchange, Public Radio Exchange, as well as uh, some other stuff I don't even know about. I keep seeing it popping up in Canada and... <laughs> the northern part of the uh, the northwest, uh, California. Um, anyway, so we're here, and as you know, we have a new guest every week, and it's about healing in all its forms. And today we bring you a wonderful duo um, from the same organization, and it's really a show about the healing of giving. And, um, you know, I think back to, you know, one of the first um, great movies or cartoons and it's been done in so many forms where there's this guy Ebenezer Scrooge and you know he hoards all his money and he gathers all his coins and and he's so unhappy (laughs) until of course he realizes the power of giving and how much joy it can bring and so we're little and we're young and we kind of grow up and we have our own journey and where our own experience was experiences with hoarding versus giving and then some of us come into a position where we can really give not only of time and of grand gestures of money um, but then we run into another problem how do we do this how do we do it in an organized fashion that it reaches the people that really will be able to use it how do we trust people um, well there's this organization called the community foundation that I'm so uh, honored to have in the studio I have uh, the community foundation specifically of Martin and St. Lucie so and which you know this we have the CEO and the CEO and also vice chair, newly elected vice chair, John Duty, and the CEO, Elizabeth Barbella. So we're celebrating a lot today in the studio because of your new, new election, Mr. Duty, which I've known you for many years, and you've done so much good for our community, and now you're going to do some more. And then we have our CEO of the Community Foundation of Martin St. Lucie, Elizabeth Barbella. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ken. So besides some of this segue, which I've kind of just ushered us into the idea. Give us some specifics of the Community Foundation, if you will, Ms. CEO. Well, first of all, thank you for such a stellar introduction, because you hit the nail on the head. So I like to say when I talk to people that we believe, um, when you look across the country, and, and certainly when you look in the state of Florida and across the region, um, those of us in the field, and when I say the field, I mean social, health and human services, arts and culture, environment, what we witness and what we know to be true and what 
really brilliant people uh, are continually telling us is that as we look to the future, some of the greatest challenges that we faced, some of the most innovative solutions to age-old problems will be solved as a result of individual philanthropy. It will happen because of the generosity of people, their brain power, their treasure that they're willing to bring to the table to say, we care about the world, we care about the planet, we care about our neighbors, um, we care about what we leave behind. And so community foundations, this is really our niche, if you will. This is the place where we rise and shine. We are experts in philanthropy. We know the charitable sector locally and really across the nation better than anyone. So we're equipped to guide individuals with their charitable giving, whether they want to do it in their neighborhood, whether they want to do it in another state, another area of the country. You know, what we find is that individuals are motivated in their charitable giving for lots of different reasons. And so we want to meet people who have come to a place in their life where they're ready to get back and be able to equip them with all the information that they need to make a decision that they can feel really good about the choice that they're making to give during their lifetime and sometimes even after they're no longer yeah. here because mm -hmm. that's equally as important. Yeah, well, uh, legacy is so much, it comes to a point in everyone's life, I guess, where legacy really matters, mm -hmm. not only in our family, but in, in what we've done as an individual. And Mr. Duty, you you know, like I said, I've known you for some years now, and uh, you've always been such an inspiration. Our, some of our first talks were based on, um, you know, religion, but based on, the, but with the root of giving and how we gave of ourselves and how we became who we are. And, and it was always enlightening to me, and hopefully it was not boring to you. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, and now here you are, uh, and, and you're involved with this organization. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be a part of this. So when you were working a young man and to now. <laughs> For the past uh, 25 or 30 years, 35 years, I've been on the boards of uh, nonprofits, mm -hmm. uh, hospitals, uh, most mostly uh, things that are connected to healthcare. Mm -hmm. I love I love that world, and I've had a bird's eye view of what philanthropy can do yeah. for folks that that are in need. Mm -hmm. So when I got to Martin County and met Elizabeth, it was natural for me to want to get involved with the community foundation. We we just do so much good for so many people, uh, and and um, I'm in the minority of people that enjoy uh, raising funds for those purposes. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 been a thrill for me to do this, and and now that you're vice chair, how does that those duties change? What is well, that? the pay won't go up very much, <laughs> 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 but it's uh, it, it gives me uh, it gives me some advantage on the street, if you will. Mm -hmm. Pe people recognize the positions and how they change, right? And uh, that should be very helpful to me in the community, right? And to recognizing that. Uh, uh, I'm growing as well through this uh, through this organization. Great. There are 29 community foundations across the state of Florida. Okay. And typically they're geographically situated for convenience for the people that they work mm. with. Most of us have the ability to grant make and support educational institutions and do scholarshiping across the nation. Right. So geography is only important in that we're accessible to people that live in that region either part-time or full-time. That's so important to know. We have about um, close to 800 now that exist across the country. We're not all identical, right. so we like to say if you know one community foundation, you know one community foundation. What we are is collegial. 
Okay. We share information and support each other and bring resources to bear on things that affect regions right. uh, in a way that is cooperative and collaborative, like I haven't experienced in every other industry, mm-hmm, and I've worked mm-hmm. in other industries before. And that's a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. Huge, absolutely. It is a professional, collegial environment where we really are for the greater good of the planet right. and the human race. So you create a net through that those alliances you, and connections. You create a network of information which can assist in better choices for giving. Absolutely. So we intimately know the region, and of course, it's easier to know your state of origin. When we start to get beyond the state and we're looking uh, more across the nation, we use that network Mm. of both public and private foundations to inform us. So if we're working with somebody and they want to make a gift in Boston or they want to make a gift in New York, of course the internet makes all things possible and we have tools we can use to research charities, of course. But we also like to get information from people that are right there, the boots on the ground, if you will. And so we can call upon our colleagues to access that information to make sure the person in front of us that we're advising is getting the best possible advice. And so when I think about talking about community foundations, people typically protect their financial investments throughout their whole life. They're watching them. They're making sure they get a good return on investments. Well, your charitable dollars should be handled no differently. So the moment that you establish a fund at a community foundation, you reap all of the benefit of the rewards you get in terms of tax deductions. Mm -hmm. But then you gain this team of people that over a longer period of time will help guide that charitable giving, but also help you invest those charitable dollars Mm -hmm. tax-free so that you can help them grow so that you can continue to give. So it really is a wonderful vehicle for people that want to really engage in a very strategic way of giving back uh, in the form of, of charitable contributions or supporting education or healthcare, the environment. And, and so there's seems like there's many facets that most people wouldn't uh, get through just giving themselves or even through some other organizations. This seems multifaceted and that return is where, where I'm looking at right now, that you can really realize that. Because the return generally, of course, you're thinking you're doing good. Mm-hmm. But there's tax deductions. There's a, there's a business behind giving. There's certainly a business behind giving. So if you are in a place in life where you can maximize, if you will, um, in a variety of different ways, um, your success in life, mm-hmm. um, why wouldn't you? Um, at the same time, it allows you to give back in a way that you can multiply. We're also masters at pooling resources for creating a very powerful effect of, of collective giving. Mm-hmm. So that is when we bring a pool of donors together. So my $1,000 is combined with your $1,000 or my $250 is combined. And what we're able to do together has so much of a greater impact. So we're able to bring, when we talk strategy, it's about the strategy we might use with you individually and help you maximize what you have to give. But we may also introduce you to a cluster of other givers and help you make an even greater impact. So there's inspiration, there's incentives. Mm-hmm. There's inspiration with the incentives. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a scenario. Um, you know, there's some organizations in Martin and St. Lucie that have benefited from this sort of 
uh, fund matching or so forth Certainly. and so on. And, and by virtue of this, over the years, I'm sure you've seen some significant good Certainly. that's been done. So if you can maybe, Mr. Duty, give us a you know, scenario where that's happened or one or two. You mean, you mean specific charities? Yeah. I think, uh, I think the way to express it is a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm -hmm. We're helping all the charities, okay, and okay. all the charities are helping themselves. Yeah, and and um, a comment about the the uh, you mentioned taxes. If um, if you have a if you look at a list of the twenty five reasons why people give money, mm -hmm. the tax implication is twenty third or twenty fourth. Mm. It's it's giving from the heart that makes people give. Gotcha. Now everybody's willing to take a tax deduction. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, that's not what drives the bus. Mm -hmm. Now as far as the uh, you mentioned, Mr. Duty, health being a, a huge aspect in terms of passion and awareness for you and areas uh, or of the giving sector that has really been attractive to you. Since you've worked with Community Foundation, what area of health have you seen really benefit from? You know, has it been an institution or a hospital or I don't know? <laughs> well, we've seen some of our donors yeah. make gifts to the hospital. Yeah into hospice and okay. other organizations related to health. Okay, so hospice has benefited. And yeah, one that, John, I'll, I'll elaborate on if, if you'll allow me, is that um, we recently did a fantastic collaborative, and it actually involved the Hospital Foundation, Community Foundation, and several other funders mm -hmm. and donors who came together to bring a national model called the Nurse Family Partnership into our region. Okay. And this is a really, really interesting program that comes in and works with very, very at-risk new families and uses nurses and nurse practitioners and other experts in the healthcare industry to go in and wrap around, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying, mm -hmm. but goes in and wraps around and not only pays attention to the health and well-being of what's happening with mama, baby, and family, but also provides some really necessary and important health care advice mm -hmm. um, and services in the home, both uh, prenatally as well as after the birth. Um, those who are parenting know some of the challenges right. we face, especially those who are brand new to parenting. Right. So it really improves both the the birth outcome and then ultimately what happens in those first few years of life when we know it is so critical mm -hmm. to be paying attention to all those developmental milestones, both what's happening in terms of brain development as well as what's happening physically. That required pooled resources because it involves a match from the entity that in fact started it in another area of the country but it's yielding such statistically significant results with children and families that need it the most and mm. so that's an example of one organization probably did not have the hundreds of thousands of dollars of resources that were needed for the match to bring the national model in but collectively we could all do it right. and it was a three-year commitment and so we find ourselves being approached to pool resources like right. that. And sometimes we've been needing or desiring to bring programming into the region for some time, and there just hasn't been that resource right. to do it. And and just to back up a little bit, because mm -hmm. uh, I understand, obviously, family is huge. It's the backbone of our country. It's, um, it's, it's a place we need to pay more attention to, mm -hmm. the well-being of families, no matter what their, you know, <laughs> demographic, <Absolutely. coughs> religion, race, what have you. Um, it is our future. So... But I'm interested in, in at risk. Wh where do you, f where does a family fall into the at risk? 
And I think that, you know, that's uh, in the term in the sector, um, in the health and human services sector, is used differently depending on what particular area you're working in. When we use the term at risk, as I just used it in my description, it would be that uh, you're at risk for poor birth outcomes, okay. for poor outcomes related to health in the early years. And so these might be because of limited access mm. to health care, limited access to appropriate nutrition. There may even be issues with um, getting basic needs met in terms of having adequate housing. So some of these things are very simple, but cumulatively, what they tend to do is degrade an individual or family's ability to be successful in life and ultimately has a significant impact on their health. So we're looking at everything from healthcare, nutrition, safe housing, the ability to have access to transportation, working uh, in a job that has a living wage yeah. based on the area of the country you live in. So at risk can mean many things. Gotcha. And, and of course, those are the deeper areas. Mm -hmm. Those are areas that are very tangible. And, and that's something when it comes to giving too. people want to f see mm -hmm. where everything's going eventually. And that's one of those areas where you can see it. You can feel it. You can touch it. You know. Now, another area is the arts. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, you know, we're all big fans of arts because, you know, while people may say, well, it's it's may not be unnecessary, I, I would say I would diff beg to differ. I mean, arts has changed my life. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a very big influence as a young man coming from Queens, flushing in a not very desirable area, making their way through um, into Port St. Lucie, Florida, <laughs> all right, and going to Port St. Lucie High School, graduating with many. I, I, my first scholarship was in the performing arts. It was a life changer. Yeah. And here I am as a physician. So so the arts can do a lot, and I know that you do a lot for arts. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that, Mr. Judy, or <laughs> however. Well, this is, uh, you know, we're excited to be a growing community foundation. Yeah. Community foundations, yeah. when they're small, tend to focus on one or two sectors. And in our early years, it was really education and scholarships. But right. here we are, 30 years old, and we're finally really hitting our greatest uh, growth mm -hmm. that we've experienced in our history. And what that's allowing us to do is make investments in spaces where we haven't been very pronounced before. Okay. So arts. Good. This last year has been pretty exciting for us. We have, I'm just going to talk about two recent grants that we made. One was to our local arts council to bring in technology to our arts center, which is going to allow digital arts mm. in a space where it's never before been able to be presented. And so we're really excited about looking at traditional arts as well as arts the way that our younger generation is engaging and creating through graphic design and other mediums yeah. and making that available. So we're really excited about the grant we recently made to provide the technology to make that that's available wonderful. in our community. Yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah. It's a fast-growing area, but, mm -hmm. but we don't realize how it's shaping the world and how your majority of individuals creating virtual worlds, for instance, that's an art form. It and is. It, it's a lot of It's a place where you'll have a considerable amount of human beings spending a lot of their time. So whereas we don't like it coming, you know, if you're from my generation or older, <laughs> uh, it is a fact. It's just going to happen. It's part of it. Even the workspaces will be virtual. So design of that is an art form. And, and, Absolutely. You know. And where we can uh, support 
uh, artists coming in and speaking to our broader community yeah. and sharing their journey and talent. We recently did something with Temple uh, Bet Haim and the Rappaport Center okay. that we were really proud to be a part of where we uh, brought in a MacArthur Fellow mm -hmm. that came and not only spoke to adults in our community, but young people, which gets me excited, right? Yeah. To inspire them that all things are possible. Yeah. And that art really, as you said so eloquently before, uh, art really creates a pathway for a lot of different things happening yeah. in one's life. And so we have a resurgence right now of the arts, I'm hoping, especially in the yeah. state of Florida, there's been some momentum in the oh, legislature. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, we have a, a group, a local group from Martin County who established the A-List, and mm. I'm particularly proud of that. Yeah. Three gals, uh, Pat Williams, Janine Mason, and uh, Nancy Terrell, uh, who are uh, gals from the Martin County community mm -hmm. have gone up to Tallahassee and really, really advocated strongly for getting the arts uh, back uh, up well, front. Thank and God so, for them. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> the other space we've been in, and I think this will be interesting to you, is historic preservation, okay. right? Because in its yes, way, that's yeah. such an art form. Mm -hmm. So we have supported uh, the revitalization of a building in our community called the Golden Gate Building. And it was a, you know, back in the day, it was an artist lived in residence there. Mm -hmm. weren't even restrooms or air conditioning or anything. And then it became a post office. It has this really interesting mm -hmm. history, mm -hmm. but it fell into disrepair for decades. And now it's been revitalized into yeah. a community center. Right. And the entire community is benefiting from it. We've got the only I believe this is correct, the last standing house of refuge um, in our community that is in desperate need of repair. And we just recently issued a grant to have the surveying and the reporting done right. that will be necessary to pull down some other historic preservation right. resources. So good yeah. place to be. And, and these are all, these are all, you know, I, I love all these opportunities for hopefully some of our listeners to say yeah that you know history touches me or the arts touch me or health touches me and whatever it is they can kind of come to you and hone in can on I that. Can I tell you about something little? Yeah. These get me really excited okay. so oftentimes people will say well Elizabeth you know I don't have 50 million dollars to give away right. so I'm not a philanthropist mm -hmm. so I encourage people to they go don't. look. Right. What are you doing on the phone <laughs> what with me? Right. <laughs> I encourage people to look at the definition of philanthropy because it really just is about the power and the spirit of giving. So yeah. whether you're giving a dollar, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, there's a place where your philanthropy can matter. Yeah. And so I want to quickly reference a project we did with Janine Mason at the Lighthouse Arts Center where we funded the creation of a book that will go to kids, families, military bases all over the state of Florida that will talk about what it is like to be a kid from a military family. That project, we made a contribution collectively of around twelve or 13000 that multiple philanthropists came in of in increments of 500 or $1,000. And now there will be thousands of these books distributed and affect the lives of military kids across the state of Florida. Not wow. a huge gift, no, but, that's, but serious yeah. impact. It is a huge gift because right? it is serious it impact. Is. And, you know, and, and there's a couple that we all kind of know of lately who is changing also the scope of what giving can mean and where you can give and give them and make the most happen so it, it's changing the view of what giving is and 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 what you can do because uh for instance it's well it's bill and melinda gates right so mm -hmm. they were under sort of scrutiny like okay they can spend you know 
uh, what, is, what was it, like 15000 or 20000 per person here in the U.S. by training a dog and for a blind person, something like that. And then for that same amount of money, they can affect like 2,000 people <laughs> in, in another place, which as a global you know, as a globally thinking couple with billions of dollars, they're thinking, okay, we want to affect more, not less. So I think giving changes, too, in how you approach it. Are you affecting quantity or are you affecting, you know, a specific demographic? You know, all of that matters, and that's where you come in. Yes. Right? Mr. Duty, as a new vice chair, anything you want to say in closing to just give us some further insight or inspiration uh we just want to grow yeah. and, and and improve the lifestyle of the, the mountain community okay well and then and then the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we get in touch with the community foundation of martin and st lucy so certainly um <clears throat> i'm gonna go old school on you 772-288-3795 and also invite you to visit us at the community foundation martin st org. okay uh, no periods in there or anything just no. all one word no nope, the community all. foundation the community foundation martin st lucy dot period org yeah 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 period org and um and so we want to give time money any efforts all, all of that is available to correct give, and right. you know for us we're here to serve right. so pick up the phone call whether it's advice you need whether you're interested in being more intimately involved with us right. either way we're here to serve and if we can't help we're definitely going to connect you mm -hmm. to somebody that can yeah, uh, yeah I, I was on the please phone please come with, visit us yeah please and and i was in the phone with new vice chair mr duty the other day trying to connect you with a, a local organization that's been doing some good uh, for for families and such and um, foster kids and and he was so responsive and so immediately there and so both of you are a great team and I'm sure the rest of the board is doing great work and uh, I'm excited to have done this show again all of you listening the community foundation um, wonderful way to give and uh, they're a team that's waiting for you you can see the faces they're <laughs> wonderful <laughs> and you can visit them and. Uh, and uh, please, you know, join us every Friday at 7 p.m. because we always have some new goodies for you. And uh, if you have any questions, you can reach me directly, Dr. Ken at drkengray.com. It's been a pleasure, you both. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. See you next time. I ain't trying to paint your conclusions. It's pay to play rules. Today's the day for Sue and Ty's celebration. Now they hammer loose and I'm falling down with shit caked in my shoes. And I ain't feeling this pair of tools. Any up or just forward, boy. Take a world, take two. Faking it, baby, I've been patient. Watching the way you move. Protecting all your clues and feeding off your cues like one, two, three, four, five. I'll get it right, play nice soon as you do. Running off again, running off of gin and cigarettes. Front talking, it's a cakewalk till I miss a step. Make it there, take a breath, start popping the sweat. Miss Molly got me, and all my days I never seen a showstopper like you. Calling out the moves soon as you make them up, just a touch and make a boy act stupid. Take my delusions, grind them up and you'll grow. Pop on that till I'm blue. Green serpentine, this snake out of my teeth, not sure what it all means. But I can get used to seeing your cool demeanor Not in my scene, I'm tripping all day till we keep it on knees I'm tripping on waste, our sense look clean I'm walking down maze in our own minds To find a ways to permeate the walls of your room Permanent is all we've been through Face in, flake in, flake out for miles to mine for I know You can sell me on anything Reach for the telephone and let it ring Teach me to let it go I think no luck, nothing but